Well, good to see everyone. Good to see our sat hop folks, and then good to see people that I don't know. So, welcome. Um, lovely to be with you all tonight. I don't want to take up a lot of time, but does everyone have a place to sit? There are extra chairs that we can smush in. So I think we do have a room for everyone to have a seat. If you cannot find a seat, there are folding chairs in the back that we have brought out. But uh, the only order of business that I have for you tonight is uh, to have fun, enjoy the Lord, honor our friend. And then um, if you would like to give to David Hogan, uh, do you have a website they can give to you or do you want them to give through us? Both. Both? Okay, so if you know the website to give, then go over there. If you wanna give to David Hogan, then uh, there's a QR code on the offering box. You could scan that and then choose the guest speaker drop down, and we'll make sure he gets everything that was given to him while he was here. Um, And if you put cash or check in the offering box, just make sure it's for uh, Mr. Hogan and we'll make sure he gets that as well. And that's it. Jonathan, come up. And this is Pastor Jonathan. I'm uh, one of the uh, janitorial staff. (laughs) But uh, uh, we're just so blessed to have David Hogan and his wife here with us today. I honestly don't know what to expect, so uh, I'm just ready to have fun. Um, He's here because of Jonathan, and so I just wanted him to be able to introduce uh, David to you guys and uh, pray over him, and then the evening is yours, sir. Thank you, brother. So I'm assuming that pretty much everybody in here knows who David Hogan is, and that's probably why you're here. So I don't think he needs a ton of introduction, but you know he's been... Uh, in the mission field for decades, decades and decades. And it's not the signs, wonders, miracles, dead raisings, all that stuff that's important. That stuff is awesome. But when you hear him, you hear the spirit through him. And that's why it matters. And so my prayer coming up to you this week has just been that the Lord will prepare our hearts, that he will prepare our minds, that tonight um, the Lord will impact us in a way that we'll remember in only the way that the Holy Spirit can do. And so I'm just going to pray over this night. Lord, just thank you so much for everything. We thank you for your son. Lord, we thank you that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, we thank you that there is no hell, no principality, no authority that can withdraw your power. And we just thank you that your will be done. Amen. Thanks, sir. Thanks. Holy Ghost. How y'all? Can I, can I talk down here? Is that legal in y'all's world? <laughs> That's for important people. 
So, my name's David. Uh, I'm one of y'all. I was, uh, I was across the border in Louisiana. That's where I'm from. Uh, I'm an eighth generation preacher. So you're, you're not going to scare me. I don't give a flip about your religion or your devil. I believe Jesus is king. I really do. And it has got me in lots of good things, but it's also got me in lots of trouble. Because I'm not willing to bow. Uh, I'm not willing to allow religion, the dominant hand, uh, to dilute the power of the gospel. So let me introduce you to somebody, to me, besides Jesus is the most important. And that's Mrs. Hogan. Come here, woman. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, now, a few days ago, her and I completed 52 years of marriage. Yeah. Now, I tell you, it was hard for me. This woman is a problem over here. <laughs> You want to say something? Your face is red. <laughs> okay, I really do like this person. And I'm grateful to the Holy Ghost for her patience and mine. And God's especially. So, you want to say something? Nothing. I like you too. You like me too? So I got to go to work, all right? So thank you. So uh, we really did. We went to high school together over there in a swamp somewhere. And uh, turned out it worked out. And uh, so I'm pretty blessed because my kids, we have uh, two adopted and two natural kids, and they love Jesus. Uh, there's problems with a couple of them, but it uh, seems like that's normal. I don't know, it may not be. But for us, it is. Now, I was minding my business over there in Louisiana. I was an oil field hand. I was making some good money. And I liked it. I was a good hand. And I liked the money. And the Holy Ghost impressed on me, put in my, right here, it came right, right in my head one morning at five o'clock. I was fixing to go to work. And it said Mexico. Now, I, I apologize to every one of y'all, especially all Latinos in here. I didn't know what that was. It's not anything to do with having any kind of prejudice or, look, dude, my God was money and guns. I like to hunt and fish and I like to have money. I didn't care about anything else. All right, but when God uh, put that in my heart, he, he right, started right here. So it was, it was before the days of these things. Like I got all the information that's in the planet right here in my hand. Uh, but we had to actually go to a, uh, a, a library and get, study books. 
And uh, so that's what we did. Then I took a trip down uh, down here to McAllen, uh, straight south of here. Uh, went in with some missionaries to a place called San Luis Potosí. Uh, didn't know what that was. Uh, there's some mountains called La Sierra Oriental. It's... Uh, Eastern Sierra Mountains, y'all call them Rocky Mountains. Uh, same bunch of mountains. But down there, there's no gospel. Uh, and they brought me to these places. It was people, they dressed funny. They lived in these, uh, these little bamboo houses with no, no concrete floors and no electricity. And they did none of them know Jesus. And where I was from, Every block you had a different kind of church. But down there, there wasn't any. So, so I was sitting there on a palm log, uh, waiting on these, because they hit, they, what they did is they dumped me off on a mountain with some Indians. Now, I can't speak Spanish, and I can't speak Indian. I don't know the customs. I'm a, I'm a redneck from Louisiana. And all I care about is making money, fast cars, and guns. I'm telling you. I'm serious. I had the nicest race car, didn't we, Mom? Mom. Dude. <laughs> Pay attention, woman. <laughs> Hold on a minute. I got to have another kiss over there. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. She's such a good sport, that lady. <laughs> Just pick on her 100% of the time. Okay, so, so I'm not kidding you. I'm sitting on a log, and I don't know what the audible voice of God is, uh, nor one you do, but the thin air spoke to me, the air. And it was pretty loud. And it said, start here. So I pretty much decided that's probably the right thing to do. So uh, I decided I got to get back down here. So how do you pull up roots uh, eight generations of preachers? Nobody's ever gone on the mission field. Uh, all my kin folks fight in every war there is. There's blood in lots of continents from our family. But there's none given for the gospel. It's given for your freedom. And there's nothing wrong with that to me. Not to me. You may see something wrong with it. That's because you're free and you can have an opinion. <laughs> yep. So... What do you do? How do you go from a, a good job, making money, good hand, to raising the dead? How do you make that jump? Ain't any of you know. I do. And, and I'm, not, I'm not here to criticize you, you're gonna feel that probably. 
That is not my goal. That's your lack of attention on the Holy Ghost fire. That's not my fault. Now, I didn't know how to get close to heaven. I didn't know how to make things. How do you take a man who's got his hand chopped off with a machete, how do you put that hand back on there and make it work again? How do you, a baby born without eyes, how do you get it some new eyes? Fair question, right? I found out how. I'm gonna disappoint some of you atheists in here because I'm what's called a believer. I believe that Jesus is king. I believe that everything else is subservient. I don't care what its name is, it bows. And it bows to the name of Jesus. All of it. And I don't care how it come about, I don't care who caused it, I don't care if it was mechanical, man-made, demons, angelic, does not matter. God can fix it. Now, how do you get him to do that? So, we started, her and I started with two little kids. Uh, one of them was, in, uh, I don't know, a few, uh, brand new baby, girl. And my little boy, Joseph, he, he was knee high to me. I pulled up, I drug up over there in Louisiana and I went to the border down here to McAllen, went to a school called Kingsway Language Institute. Holy Ghost filled people that would have been missionary lifers that decided they could train people like me to speak Spanish. <laughs> and I did, I, learned, I got me a degree and so did she. But okay, so you get, you get a language You drug up, you left houses, homes, mamas, and daddies. You did what Jesus said to do. That still does not give you permission to raise the dead. Even though you're obedient, it takes more. It takes persistence. It takes diligence. It takes Faithfulness in, in, in all adversity. So I want to, I want to, I'm not going to lighten up very much. It's probably going to get a little bit more intense. But I want to show you my hand here. Look at it. You see that chopped off finger? Y'all see that, right? Oil field. Oh, it's costly out there. Boy, that working. See them scars? Look at that across there, oil field. It's called a working man hand. You touch some things that touch you back sometimes. But there's a difference in this hand than them two you got on your hand, your body. You don't want to know what the difference is? 39 dead reasons. See this? And it is not a beautiful hand. It is a casualty hand. That ain't the point. All of us are broken somehow. 
And you can live in that world and be broken. Have at it. I'm not going to stop you. Or you can decide Jesus is king. And he can take whatever's broke about you and fix what somebody needs fixing. So now I speak fluent Spanish. I was just in Spain a few days ago, right down there in a place called Malaga, Spain. It's right across. I could see the Rock of Gibraltar. I could see Morocco. It was just, I don't know, it's just as beautiful as it might seem to you. It is. That Mediterranean is one beautiful ocean. Man. And my my. Castellano, they call it there. They don't call it Spanish there. Works, though. People got saved and healed. That's all I care about. I speak Indian Spanish from a mountainside. It's not perfect Spanish from Spain. But it's the weirdest thing. It heals the sick anyway. (laughs) It has something. I need you to hear me. I do apologize that your life has been rough. That means you're alive if you have something against you causing you some pain. That lets you know you're alive. You can still feel. That's a good thing for you. But I wanna, I wanna share a couple of Bible verses with you and I wanna share a couple of stories with you because something new has happened. There's notable miracles have broken out again. It's a, it's a, I don't know, this stuff comes in cycles. I've been alive long enough, and I've been in this thing long enough. I've outlived all of my enemies. Now I've got new enemies. But all the old ones died, and it feels, I feel accomplished. I'm serious. Some of them guys was pretty good enemies. I mean, I got bullet holes in me from some of them and machete beatings and I got body, I got marks from my top of my head to the bottom of my feet from them people and I've been in prison, I don't know how many dozen times those guys really didn't like me. And you wanna know why? Because I don't give a flying flip about your mama's God or your grandpa's idols. I care about your soul. And I want you to go to heaven with me because Jesus is king. And I'm willing to die for that. Because Jesus did. All right. And so that's the only reason I have. Everybody asks me, dude, you're old. You need to calm down. You're going to blow a gasket. Well, I promise you, had it been possible, it would have already blown. <laughs> Serious. I want to read you, Deborah, por favor, la iPad, por favor, y otro halls, por favor, Debbie. Gracias, amable. Okay, look. It's true, our work, I just recaptured one of our works we had. It's down in Chiapas. That's down by Guatemala, on the other end of Mexico. I would say it's probably the largest church in this hemisphere. It's 30,000 people. 
That's one of our churches. You know, son, you ought to see 30,000 Indians in a pile worshiping God. That's a sight to see. And they let me, a widow, <laughs> buddy, I like that. You hear me? I like it that I took the time to learn their culture. I took the patience to learn their language. And I stayed with them when it wasn't legal to stay. Understood? Yeah. Now, I want to read something with you, uh, if it's okay. Over here is all right to do the Amplified Bible in y'all's uh, atmosphere. Now, y'all, I hadn't seen very many of y'all with iPads, so y'all may not do these. I don't know. You might be one of them snake handling bunch. But that's all right. I'm from Louisiana. I can handle a snake. One of my favorite times in life, ladies, I went down the swamp, gathered up a few cottonmouths. I had one between each finger, and they wrapped up my arm, and I went home, knocked on the door, and when my mama come out, one of the greatest moments of my childhood, that woman screamed, and she ran the wrong way. She ran out in the yard. That was my world, buddy. That was great. I started peeling them snakes off and throwing them at her. Golly, she got noisy. That's a good son. Loves his mama like much. Share his toys with her. <laughs> yeah. So I want to read this to y'all. Because they've shot me. Run horses over me. Throwed me in the river three times for dead. And I didn't know. I was knocked out. Fortunately for me, God lets me float where I can breathe. I'm telling you, he's got all the details worked out. You ain't got nothing to worry about. Your biggest worry is pleasing him. I need you to calm down. I need you to understand that this punishment against you is on purpose. You need to rear up against it with the mercy of God and resist it. That's my opinion. I don't care what his name is. I don't care the sickness, the loss, the lack. You're going to win. It's just a matter of time. When I, I'm sitting up here, 72 years old, in the, in, in the end of August, a few weeks ago, I ran my 59th ultra marathon. 72 years old. Look at me. And here's what I got to say to you. I apologize before I make this next statement because it's going to make some of you mad. I'm not sick. I'm healthy. I don't do meds. I apologize about Jesus' awesomeness. I don't know what to say to you. He likes me. And I like him back. Understand? I'm now training for my 60th. I want that 60th. And I'm going to get it before Christmas. You'll see. So let's look at this. 
And I want to just, I just want to make a few statements to you about some guys that lived before I did. And they made some good decisions as well. See, everybody asked me about me and my wife and how can I play with her so much publicly and get away with it. It's because I love that lady. It's been proven that she loves me as well. And that we really get along really good. We do. She is telling me on the way up here, you're fortunate to have me. I'm your best partner, she said. <laughs> Turns out she's right, didn't she? Holy Ghost. <laughs> it was hard kissing my little great-granddaughter goodbye this morning, just come here and preach to you. She's the cutest little button you ever saw. My grandson, her dad, Preaches six days a week. Because I'm his boss. And I don't let him off. <laughs> no, no, no. We got to win Mexico. You don't do that sitting at the house playing video games. You go out and you preach this. That's what you do. It's the weirdest thing. My grandkids and my Great-grandkids are all Mexicans. They're all born in Mexico. They got green eyes and blonde hair, like they grandma. So Acts chapter 4, y'all there? If you was the prophets, you tell everybody you are, you would have been. Acts chapter 4. I want, I want to go slow a minute with this, just a minute. I really do appreciate your time out here on a Tuesday as well. But I must warn you that I'm the guy I preach every day of my life. Sunday is just another good day to have a service. Where I live, there's so many villages and so many people that need Jesus. I can't worry about what day of the week it is or what even what number it is. I just have to go. They need me. They need me with the fire of the Holy Ghost. They need me to heal their sick and cleanse their lepers and raise their dead. That's what they need. It sure is. So, verse one. Do we have a couple of minutes to do a little Bible? You are with that? All right. So, uh, this is Amplified uh, English. We, I got like eight different languages in here. We can do several. <laughs> but let's do English. Uh, so, as they spake to the people, the priest, see, you got to understand these guys watch their champion get killed. And then they, they saw him back alive. And it sorted them out. They became believers. And they was going to pray one morning. And they met this beggar. 
The guy said, look here, I'm hungry. Spot me a loaf of bread. Peter, impetuous, aggressive guy, he said, I don't have any money, but I do have something you might be interested in. Get up and walk. And he reached and grabbed him by the hand. My Bible says, and his feet and his ankle bones received strength, and he began to walk and leap and praise God. And it says, and all the people saw him praising God. See, what I need out of you is more than a $5 bill where I'll owe you to heal your cancer. I'm not the guy you're going to buy with money. There's this large organization, y'all know them, I can't say their name, it's pulpit etiquette forbids me. My mama will fuss at me and she's 100 years old and she gets a little fussy. <laughs> and she's healthy. So I can't not obey her. I have to obey mom. And she says that's not right to do in public, David. So it's yes ma'am. This large organization came to me and handed me a $7 million check one day. And they said, all we want you to do is put our thing on your, on your shirt. We only need you six months of, of, the, of the year for five years. You can have the money. I said, that's all I got to do is wear your logo on my shirt and come here six months. And the rest of the time I can be with my peoples. They said, yeah, I'll take that money. Thank you very much. Son, I can do that. I'm a good hand. <laughs> then I walked upstairs. They had me in this penthouse in New Orleans. I walked upstairs to her, laid it down. They had a big contract they had to sign. I said, dude, you need to sign this contract. She said, what is it? And I showed her the money. I said, man, we have hit the mother hood. <laughs> These people are stupid. <laughs> They're giving me a bunch of money to do something I love to do. Dude, I do it for free. I did. Still do. And you know what that woman said to me? Do I look like a prostitute to you? I said, no, ma'am, you don't. Now, you need to excuse me, but I didn't call you that. You offered me money. You think you can buy me? I said, that was never my, my objective. I said, I ain't never even thought of that. All I did was see all them zeros and think, I have hit the mother load. This is, the, this is definitely the will of God. <laughs> my truck is broke in the parking lot. She's got on a Kmart dress. I need this money. She said, I'll, I'll serve you and I'll help you, but I ain't doing it. I ain't putting my signature on it. <sighs> Woman. So I took the contract and the money and went back and gave it back to the people. And man, did they fuss at me. And no, I didn't get a bunch of money when I left there. No, well, my truck was still broke. And yep, she still wore Kmart dress. Did you know what she was? Free. 
So I don't do healings for money like some people you might know. That's what I'm trying to tell you. These people didn't do that. I want you to understand there's another trail you can take. And it's got the Holy Ghost fire with it. And it doesn't have a limit to it. So look here, they're sitting there doing their job. They're, they're, they're trying to explain to these people how that man got up and started walking. It's not us. There was this fellow what got killed on a, on a cross and I saw him buried. Then I saw the rock move and I watched him walk out. You got to understand, he's not dead. He's alive. It's because of him that that man's walking around here. And that's when the guards came and captured him. What I can offer you for obeying God and healing the sick is a prison cell. I can't offer you a bitly. That's what you want, that's what I want. But it's not what you're gonna get. You're going to get the right to walk with the king. You're going to get the right to suffer with him and heal the sick and cleanse a leper and raise the dead. You're going to get the right to walk in holiness and the powers of the gospel that few men and women have ever seen. All right. Look what it said. These captains came and these Sadducees and Look, look what it says in verse two. Being grieved. Religion, if you listen to me, you're gonna make some religious people mad at you. And they're gonna get highly disappointed. And they're gonna beat the fire out of you and put you in jail. I'm a witness to that fact. Well, look, you see me, I'm not mad at anybody in Mexico. I don't give a flip about their jail. I'll get out eventually. If, not, if it's not by man's hand, it'll be by the hand of an angel of God. Something's coming to get that door open for me. All I gotta do is worship God. Yes. It don't matter what the name of the thing is against you. Your responsibility is praise and worship. Now, they were grieved that they taught the people and preached that, right? Watch this verse two. Through Jesus, the resurrection from the dead. Do you understand how much trouble I get in around the planet because I preach this? Just, just last, uh, two weeks ago, we was in uh, uh, Graffenau, Bavaria, Germany. This warlock came in, he was a head taller than me, and I'm not a little guy. He was a captain of the, uh, of the uh, witch coven of that area. He was a sergeant of arms of the Hell's Angels, and he ran straight up to me and hit me while I was talking, right, just like this. Knocked me for a flip. So what you gotta do is, because he didn't knock me out, because I'm harder to kill than you can think. I'm telling you, I got what's called the Holy Ghost and fire on me. 
And when I stood back up, I walked back up to him and said, you got another hand, right? Use it. That's when the elders tackled him and the police came and it got really exciting. But what got my attention wasn't him, his power, me, or my aggression, or my wanting more stories to tell. It was them six little old Bavarian women that were standing up speaking in tongues and calling on the blood of Jesus. That's what got my attention. That's why that man's heart punch didn't kill me is because I know six women standing there asking for mercy. Because the way he hit me, and big as he was, that should have rattled my heart pretty good. Actually, it did hurt. Well, look what it says. And they laid hands upon them and put them in the hole till the next day. Now, howbeit many of them which heard the word. Now, listen to this. The preachers in front of them got put in jail, but 5,000 of them got born again anyway. Now, that don't make sense in anybody's agendas. They just saw the preachers get put in jail, but yet they come to Jesus anyway. Your problem is not that those boys went to jail, that they, were, they might have missed the Holy Ghost. Your problem is how awesome God wants to use you. There's a crowd waiting on you. I just need a little courage and faith. You hear me or not hear me? So how do I walk into into the Chamula tribe in Chiapas, Mexico that are known assassins. No president of Mexico could even go there. They sent a general down there with 2,000 regular soldiers, captured the main king with 1,500 of his disciples. And the general said, you're gonna sign this document. He said, where's your president? And the, the, the general says, I don't need him. He said, you need him. The only reason I'm not going to kill you is because I need him to understand he needs to let us alone. That's when 10,000 Chamulan Indians came out of the pine trees with their own AK-47s and captured the whole 2,000 Mexican regulars with the general. These people are fierce. The only way you're going to get to them is with the Holy Ghost. And now we have probably, I don't know if it is, I, I don't go keep up with numbers, but probably the largest church in this hemisphere is with, the, with those Indians. And they're just amazing soul winners. They didn't even care about the Guatemalan border. We done ran over into Guatemala. Now we're taking over Guatemala now. Weird, huh? All you got to do is get one cripple guy up. That's all I'm asking you for. Not 39 dead raisins like this hand. I just need one cripple. 
All I'm asking you for. <laughs> when you outlive your enemies and, you're, and you've been proven to have a tested theory, makes you aggressive like you see me. And it says right here, look at this. So it came to pass on the morrow that the rulers and elders and scribes, Ananias, the high priest, verse 6, Caiaphas, or John, Alexander, and many of them, the kindred of the high priest, gathered at Jerusalem. And they got them in the middle of them. And now look at the question. I want to know. Now these people are the most powerful of their day religious sect of people there is. And they, them asking the question, they have the right to ask them the question. By what power? Who do you think you are? What name have you done this? But I want you to look at verse eight. This Peter guy, what a mess. This guy just didn't know when to shut up. <laughs> Said this, then Peter. What does the next phrase say? Filled with the what? Baptist doctrine, Assembly of God doctrine, Catholic doctrine. Muslim doctrine, Hindu gospel. What? What does it say? Mom and dad were off track. You need the Holy Ghost. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. There's what you need. You don't need anything else, y'all. It's not money you're lacking. It's not manpower. It's being full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Problem with y'all is, you know what your problem is? I'm right about this. I'm not kidding you. I, I don't want to be pushy. I just have to be. What's lacking is the Holy Ghost. It's not doctrine. It's not beautiful buildings. It's not nice cars. It's not Cinnabon. That stuff is good. You had it at the airport, right? <laughs> Dude, you get out of the United States for a minute, you come back, all you can smell is Cinnabon. <laughs> and nothing works till you get it in your mouth. Okay, so, filled with the Holy Ghost, rulers, elders, you understand he never lost his respect. He never did curse them, rebuke them. He was always respectful, but he never submitted to their idea of religion. He submitted to the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. <laughs> and he said, let's just let it be known to all of you. 
that by the name of Jesus, you crucified him. God raised him from the dead. Even both by him, this man stands here whole. This is the stone. See, look, it isn't Maria. I'm sorry, it's not some patron saint. You understand me? I'm not against any of you, I'm for Jesus. You have to understand, he is the cornerstone. He is where it all starts and stops. He is the foundation of the gospel. And there's some of you in here that come in here with some pets. Arthritis, cancer, tumors, cataracts. You ain't going home with them. You're going to have to leave them pets. That's how it's going to have to be. Because Jesus is the cornerstone, not some pet you got on the chain that costs you so much money. I am not against you. I'm for the gospel. Jesus is the cornerstone. You, you answer this. I'm 72. When have you ever seen a 72-year-old man that can do this? My body works, buddy. I, I have to go to them mountains and I gotta dig that gold out of them mountains for the Holy Ghost, for the kingdom of God. Do you understand me? It's souls. It's souls. I am possessed with it. And it gives me life. And I like it. I like being full of the Holy Ghost. I like touching hurt people in them. And I'm freaking out right in front of you. I like miracles. You're on drugs. You're right. It's called the fire of the gospel. It's called the blessing of Abraham. Look what it says. There is salvation in any other name. So all these things that's been preached to all of us all these years, you do these 10 things in sequence and you'll do good works and you'll be redeemed by the works. That's a lie. You are redeemed by faith in the name of Jesus. You are redeemed because of the resurrection of the Son of God. When you believe it. And your redemption includes your healing. And everybody, they always tell me, dude, you're old, you need to chill. You need to, man, let it go. How? How do you let it go when you are possessed by it? How? I need, I need you. There's a war coming. You got to suit up. You got to prepare. The army of God has to arise. Yeah. This is not going to be awesome. But when Jesus comes, it will be. Amen. It will be. I want you to notice this. Beholding the man which was healed, verse 14. They could say nothing. Say it with me. That's what I'm looking for. How to shut these mouths up. 
You shut them up by notable miracles. It's not you. Never was, never will be. We are cannon fodder. We are sheep for the slaughter. It's okay. Don't resist it. It's okay. Jesus is king. Go with him. When I was a kid in my daddy's church, there's a song they sang. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. So you know what's wrong with y'all is I'm, I'm 72, I'm not mad. Look, you see me? I'm not mad. I was, but I'm not. You know what I am now? Happy. I'm happy. I obeyed God and it worked. Now I get to go to 91 nations around the planet. In 60 of them, there's war. And I get to look at them and tell them, we got this. We can do this. I'm living proof you can do this. They beat me, buddy. Woo! Boy, it hurts. Stone me with stone, man. Bang! God hurts. But like my wife told me on the way up here today, the stinging quits in a few minutes. She's my nurse. That lady's my nurse. She heals me, that one. <laughs> That's why I take care of her so much. Yeah, another kiss. <laughs> holy, holy. You know what? We, we hadn't, I don't believe, we've sit and talked about it. I don't believe there's more than a dozen decisions we've made, but we stuck to them. The only thing that makes us different than other people is the decisions we made. They were right. And we didn't get off of them. We stayed with them. And now it's working. All of it. You know what my day, how my day starts and stops? My day starts at 10 minutes till four every day. I go over to the prayer center. I'm the janitor. So I got the key. And I get to go in there and turn on the Bible every day of my life. And I get to sit there endless hours because I'll pay the bill. And I get to worship Jesus as king. And I get to get it, stand up and walk out of there in the victory of the Holy Ghost and fire. And I get to go to any hospital, any church, any, anywhere and heal the sick. Pretty nice, huh? Look what this says. They couldn't say anything, verse 14, 15 says, and when they had commanded them to go outside of the council, they conferred among themselves. I want you to look at verse 16. You, most of you have overlooked this verse. I'm not an overlooker. 
I'm a looker. Now watch what this says. What shall we do with these men? For that indeed a notable miracle. See, what's missing? It's not worship. You got the best. That's wonderful. You're doing, y'all, that's beautiful. It's, you feel the presence of Jesus. That's all you're supposed to do. But it needs to bring notable miracles. We need. I'm going I'm to tell you, I t told him a short version of it. Here, take that woman and give me another halls, please. Look, look. I never know when these things are going to break out. I don't know what God's doing. I just can't seem to figure him out. I mean, it's like he's, he thinks he's in charge of everything. I'm serious. He, he really, he's pretty amazing. I was in Norway a few days ago. Never been to Norway. I went up there. You ain't never seen so many blonde-headed, blue-eyed people in your life. Everybody up, everybody's a Viking. Every one of them. I mean, I just, was, I just stood around and admired them. The women made me nervous. But you know what? They let me talk to them. There was a couple thousand of them in this hall. And they brought this lady up. Now, I don't know when God's going to do something. He never, he never asked me my opinion. I don't get to vote on nothing. I just have to do my job. And my job is to look you right in the eyes and tell you we got this. Jesus is good. It's going to work out. But, but, ain't no buts, ain't no what else, yeah, but that stuff, I don't do that. Because I don't have an answer. What I have is a king that loves me. And they brought this lady up there in a wheelchair, what been twisted for 50 years. Do you understand how long that is? I've been married 52. I know how long it is. That's a trail there, buddy. And that lady been in that wheelchair for 50 years. You t her family, there was three generations of them. I mean, weeping, calling on God, but yet she's still in the wheelchair. Ha! And that lady grabbed my hand. Well, oh, she's a Viking, all right. She's in a wheelchair and she's crushing my hand. And I said to her, woman, let go of my hand. <laughs> she said, I'm not. I said, okay, don't then. <sighs> you know what God did for that lady? I got it right here on my phone. You want to hear it? See if I can find it quick enough. Mine I can because I hadn't been talking to him in a while. But it's on a WhatsApp. Y'all quit doing WhatsApp. Thank y'all for the space. Here it is right here. It says, uh, let me go back some. It says, 
There it is. The lady, serious back problems. Look right here. 50 years. <laughs> Isn't that something? That lady been in that wheelchair for 50 years. God had to get me there because he had a job for me. I didn't know it. How could I know it? I'm just a guy that likes crawfish. And Cinnabon. <laughs> and Mrs. Hogan. That's a pretty good combo right there. Mrs. Hogan, Cinnabon, and crawfish. Dude, I can make it with that. <laughs> but I had a job, you see. I had to find the lady, didn't I? And it says right here, she was healed physically, where? Physically and psychologically. Look. You've been in that wheelchair a while. You're pretty mad, ain't you? I don't know what it's like being in a wheelchair for 50 years. I ain't interested in learning either. But I know this. I know what it looks like when one gets up out of it. And I like being part of that. You see, that's called a notable miracle. You tell me what that lady thinks of the gospel now. What do you think she thinks of Jesus now? You think she's sitting there mad about regrets, about getting up out of that chair? What do you think? What does her family think? Do you think they care I'm not a Viking now? Every one of them people drive Teslas. You understand? The biggest customer in the world is Norway. <clears throat> and I don't even have a Tesla. I drive a 600 horsepower Dodge. <sighs> and I'm grateful to, the, to Norway for providing the diesel. Thank you. <clears throat> I like my Dodge. Jump right smooth off the ground. Ooh, I like that power. So, the lady got healed. So you know what I got out of it? Another job. Guess what my next job is? Bet you don't know. No. They said to me, there's lots of war casualties in the Ukraine. You gonna go with us? I said, I'm in. That's my next job. Got to go to the Russian border. Heal some casualties of war from both sides. Something, huh? I accept the responsibility. And that's something as well. And the only words I know in Russian is, Slava Bogo. Praise the Lord. That's all I know. It works, though. So I was up there in Kansas City meeting just exactly like this. Might have been a few more people. I don't know. Don't care. There's this black fellow in a wheelchair. 
Been in a wheelchair seven years. He got, coming home from work, he got T-boned by a drunk kid. Broke his neck. They've been working on that guy for seven years. Ten operations. And he's still in the wheelchair. Lost his family, his job, all of his money, house. All he has now is a wheelchair. Till we came along. You need to believe in notable miracles. You're not chasing miracles. You're chasing the Holy Ghost. And because you chase the Holy Ghost, he does miracles with you. He likes it when you chase him. All we did, I'm telling you, this is the weirdest thing. That lady, 50 years, that man in the wheelchair, this is it, ready, ready? That ain't nothing spectacular about that. But it's necessary. Because Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Didn't he say that? Well, the dude in the wheelchair, sitting there, seven years, ten operations, lost everything, government feeds him. Double handful of drugs just be bearable of his breathing sessions. All of a sudden, you see him fighting the chair. Now, why would he start fighting his chair in the middle of church? Next thing you know, you see him over there. Wham! People jump. Y'all are amazing to jump to help somebody when they fall. That's not your job. Your job is to touch them and let them get up on their own because they can. Because they feed in their ankle bones receive strength and it comes from the fire. It don't come from us. Y'all are hearing me or not hearing me? And that joker got up, (laughs) trembling now. Seven years. You know what was going on. He can't walk. Had to learn to walk right in front of us. Next thing you know, he done broke into a walk. Now he's got a little trot going. It's called a notable miracle. Just a few weeks ago in Kansas City, Missouri. Listen to me. <clears throat> Hear me close. Two days later, he got up one night, not the next, but the next evening. Here comes the guy with the broke neck walking with another guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> Now, listen, I'm serious. Now, do you understand odd when I tell you what odd is? A guy that can't walk is walking, and he's pushing a guy in a wheelchair that can't walk. And then I'm up there talking, and they bring him up there in the wheelchair, the other guy. And they go, they just set him there, and they all backed up and said, 
That don't feel good. I can't heal that guy. Listen to me. That's awesome that they believe I can. It is. You want that testimony. You want people believing in the God in you. That is good. But when, when it's you looking back at them, you know you can't heal that guy. And so I said to him, I said, why are you in that chair? So he's, you know, he's all twisted up and he's, he, he can't only talk. It's hard to understand him. Fortunately, I can speak broken. Because I speak, I speak Louisiana swamp English. So, so I can understand other people when they slur a little bit. He said, Five years ago, I had a stroke. I said, oh. I said, well, I'm glad you're here. Because fortunately for you, this is happening right now in our work in Mexico. Strokes are being fixed like two or three a week now. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty percentage-wise blessed because you're probably going to get up out of that chair. What I've seen and what I see and who that guy that brought you in here, mm, odds are pretty high you've been to walk. And he's just looking at me. He's just broken. His face is sagged. He's just all twisted up. There ain't any way he's going to walk. Science and medicine have disproved me 100%. And you know what? Looking at him, they're right. But unless you look at him, with the possibilities of a notable miracle. Because I believe Jesus is king, not that stroke's got him captured. I don't care what chain, what bondage is on that man, and I don't care how it came or what caused it, what drug, what violence, what brokenness, what spirit. And it's the simplest thing. Look, let me show you. You're a good candidate over here. (laughs) This is how it went. Be healed. There was nothing else said because I had 500 people to pray for. I ain't going to spend more than one little touch because I got to go home and eat a Subway. (laughs) And probably a Cinnabon. It's so much fun. You understand how much fun I have? And you know what? Turns out I'm right about this. It, I, just, I just stayed long enough at the well. I did. Started working out. And so I, I had to go to work. I, I can't stay and be socialistic. I can't sit and have a cup of coffee with the guy. And, hey, how's your family? Praise the Lord. How's them little grandkids? You got any more Cinnabon over there? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. 
We put the soldier up a minute. <laughs> Okie dokie. I'm not mad at you, but I do disagree with some of the things you believe is legit. I believe you, Jesus is legit. I believe he is king and Lord, and I don't believe it's you doing some sequence that's going to make it work. I believe it's him that's going to make it work. He deserves the praise. He deserves the fasting. He deserves the honor. He deserves the glory. Yes. Hear me? Because yes. I'm sitting over there. I done got me myself all up into my business. I got to heal cancer. I got to heal blinded eyes. I got to heal rheumatoid arthritis. I ain't got time to worry with no guy with a stroke. I got to move on. I got business. I got customers. You hear me? All of a sudden, the entire room gasped. And I look up because they sucked all the air out of the room. I'm telling y'all, this is so much fun for me. Because I know it ain't us. It's Jesus. It's mercy. It is mercy. Yes. You ever seen it the other day I was running that ultra marathon? Oh, it's horrible, y'all. God. And there I am. Trying, right? All of a sudden, I run up on these people and they go, How old are you? I said, I'm old. What do you want? <laughs> Help us. I said, oh, No. I got to help myself. I'm running the ultra over here. Yeah, I know. But you're going to help us. Oh. Okay. Come on. So here they go. Now it's a bunch of us. Get to the next aid station and roll in there and the people go, who'd you say you was? I said, I didn't say. <laughs> how can you do this? I said, how can you not? Come on. Hear me? People are looking to follow somebody. Let them have you. Be the best. Be a champion. Be a hero. Heal their sick. Help them finish their race. It's all right. You don't have to win. Help them win. Just finish the race. Should have seen my little great grandson. He, how old is uh, Fletcher? Four. He's four years old. Okay, so I come into the stadium where you finish the, the ultra, right? All of a sudden, I hear these words. Purple! I mean, so you understand how many people's there, right? And that little, little fella, he's coming across that football field. I mean, wide open. He ain't that big. And he says, Purple, can I run with you? What do you think I told him? Load up, boy, let's go. Do you hear me? We can do it. We can do it generations. 
we can be a champion. And I turned over and I looked, and you know, you know that uh, that dude with the stroke. He's fighting that chair. <laughs> I didn't ever tell him to fight that chair. All I did was touch him on top of the head and say, "Jesus." <laughs> wasn't no fight the chair. Wasn't no encouraging. Wasn't no give me some of your coffee. Wasn't any of that. And all of a sudden, that dude's trembling. His legs. Or vibrate. Because it's been years since he used them. And then you saw him. And he's all twisted, right? And I like stuff like that. You hear me? I need you to want that. I need you to say it's scriptural. For your enemies to be perplexed what to do because standing before us is a notable miracle. We win. We win. We win. I'm going to have to ask you to lose some of the regrets, some of the bad decisions you've made because you're sucking up my air and I need you to do it with the right intentions. You understand? You need me, you need grandpa, you need great grandpa. That's who you need. You don't need that soldier that was coming out a while ago. You need great grandpa. You need to let me talk you into following the Holy Ghost and the fire. And you need to be brought up on charges of being an awesome human being and doing notable miracles. Because you need to be guilty. You need to be guilty. Show as the world turns. You need to be guilty. Cause, can I do one more or is it time to go? No. no. One, more, one more miracle? No, go for it. All right. So, I, it, I'm, first of all, I apologize. It's not my fault. Understood? Because I don't care your ethnicity. I don't care what tribe you're from. I don't care your sexual preferences. I don't give a flip. <laughs> is that clear? But what I do care about is your, is your soul. And I gotta talk you into following Jesus. And for us to do that, there's some things has to fall off. Cause that is baggage that we can't do if we're gonna do Jesus. It's called sin. All right? So, there's this village. It, this is brand, I don't have all the details because I haven't, I'll be back down there next, a month after next. But listen. There's these two lesbians. Now, that right there just got me put in jail. Just saying them words, you understand? Like I heard, you heard me say it, I don't give a flip about your sexuality. You heard me say that. But you give a flip because one of them's dying with tuberculosis. Okay, now we got ourselves an impasse going here. How are you gonna get them healed? How are we gonna work this out? Somebody's wrong, aren't they? 
So, how do we fix this? I'm the guy that likes to take those hard questions and discuss them. Because I think you need Jesus. I think you need to lose that tuberculosis. And I think if the fire of God is real, he can sort out our sexuality for us. How about that? I don't think I judge anybody. I think I don't like tuberculosis. I don't agree with their sexual preferences. But let me go on record. I don't give a flip. That ain't my problem. I'm no one's judge. I got to take care of myself, don't I? Okay, so, show as the world turns. The one that had tuberculosis wants fixed. The rest of them want to fight. Say, yeah, we understand that. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> I don't care. I ain't fighting you. I'll let you keep your tuberculosis. I'll let you die, and I'll let you go to hell over it. That ain't my job. My job is to heal the sick and show you there's a clean trail for all of us. Let's walk it together. If you don't want to walk it, that ain't my business. I'm free of you. Because I showed you who Jesus is. I healed your sick. I don't owe you anything else. How about that? Uh, you definitely don't need another judge, do you? Say, no, I don't. Go ahead and say it. I got plenty of those. Go ahead and say it. It's a true statement. So do I. I can do without a few of them. Well, we laid our hands on this lady. Tuberculosis left. Guess what didn't leave? Lesbianism. She said, I ain't doing it. I'm staying with my woman. Well, that's all right with me. Six months later, tuberculosis came back. Now all of a sudden you need me, don't you? So how do you do it? What does mercy do? Does mercy say, die in your decadence, you're deprived? Is that what, is that what mercy says? Or does mercy go back and say, look, we disagree, but you're going to die and this is going to be bad because you ain't going to get a second chance. You need to let me help you. Nothing to it. Until she's coughing up a liter of blood and mucus every two days. And then she calls. We go back. I didn't go. They did. Went back. She said, I'm not giving up the lesbianism. Please help me. So how in the world can you love somebody enough? <laughs> That's complicated, isn't it? Because we are taught from birth in the Bible Belt how things are supposed to be. And if somebody crosses that, they are evil. Isn't that right? Say yes. 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 
because it's true. But what if there's a mercy and a grace that's stronger than me? What if there's an ability in God that we need to tap into that's strong enough to pull everybody out? How would we go about it? Well, first of all, let's get rid of tuberculosis. So we'll start all over again. So we did that. Dude, got healed again. Weird. But this, this time, instead of when we come to do service in their village, run and hide, no, they're sitting in the kitchen this time. And there's one little song. Cristo, todo para mí, suya, su sangre carmesí, nada, nada te yo. ¿Por qué? Porque mi Jesús ya lo pagó. And we were in there, or they was, in there singing that little old chorus. Jesus, Jesus is for me. His blood is enough. Like you were singing a while ago. Why do you think I was over there shouting so much? Because <laughs> I know about this. This is real. This thing is real. And it's so powerful. These lesbian ladies are sitting in there and both of them felt a hand go in them and pull a spirit out of them and they ran in and got born again, both of them. So, so. You can be right or you can be full of the fire of God. I choose to let them in. I choose to have patience with God's mercy and power. It takes patience because it just grates on me some of this stuff. It's just evil to me. It's just, oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> but what's it like now? All these families are being reunited, these kids and Dads and moms and healed. And isn't that what we're after? Doesn't it seem that's what we're after than us being, I'm right. What do you have though? I don't know. I'm not going to curse anybody. But I really like having them people saved. I like them healed of tuberculosis. I like them. I like them sitting in a. I can't wait to get out. We have a conference there in a few weeks. All I want to do, I ain't, I'm not going, but for one thing, I want to see them people and talk to them. I don't guess I've ever had a hand go inside of me and pull a spirit out. I guess I like that. I do like that. So that's what I want for you. Say, that's what I want. Say it. That's what I'm looking for. You see, you understand, I know what you're looking for. I know what you want. I do this every day of my life. This is not, I'm not a novice. He said it. Been doing it for decades. Well, you either learn how to do it and be good at it or you tumble, tumbleweed on out. 
Understood? Well, we have learned how to do this. And we've learned how to walk in the mercy and work with it. And we are learning. We have, it's not an accomplished work. It will be, hopefully, in Jesus' name. I need your enemies worried about you. What are we going to do and say? Well, there's a notable miracle. Your enemies need to be talking about you that way. They need to be worried about your politics and your mannerisms because all you got to do is turn into politics and you can take their whole kingdom from them. But that's not who we are, is it? Why you can't find me on the internet? Why I'm either wrong or right. You judge it. I don't give a flip. I don't. Because I got one I'm going to stand before one of these days. And I want to be clean in that one's eyes. The only words I'm looking for is, well done, boy. You did good. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm right about this. It's happening every few days. There's another miracle. And the dead raised. Now we got the, another thing. I didn't say anything about it yet because I just got here. But creation miracles are flowing again. I'm talking about a little boy born without bones in most of his body got a whole skeletal. Listen to me. How? How do you do that? I don't know that answer, but it's happening. <laughs> and I really like it, and I'm going to try to figure out how to make it stay. How can I, what can I do? How can I humble myself more to cause this to stay? How can I make it feel at home? What can I do to cause it to like being around me? Creation I'm talking about. All day long I've been working with people in Israel, missionaries, trying to save them. We got some of them out. Don't mean they're safe. You go out of the fire into the frying pan, out of the frying pan into the fire, but at least we got them moving. That's my job. You understand? It ain't whether the the red light's gonna be blinking at the donut shop, even though I'm happy when it is blinking. Man, them things melt, boy. You just take a bite, just disappears right in your mouth. Man, that's a good flavor. <laughs> Ooh. Man, what's the name of them donuts? We got the little. Oh, Krispy Kreme, oh my God. <laughs> Sounded like Jesus talking, didn't it? <laughs> I bless you, y'all. Look, I want to pray with you if you'll let me. If you don't, thank you. I'm going home earlier. <laughs> I'm telling you, it ain't mine to care about. You want to keep your devil? Keep the dang gum thing. But if you don't give me some of your pets, I'm willing to take a few of them. I'll chain them up over here and let, let the angels take care of them. That's because I can.
How about that? Okay, so if you will, just stand right up where you are before that soldier comes on out of there. <laughs> so you boys are going to do some tunes, are you? We can, yes, sir. I'd appreciate it. You know anything about the blood of Jesus? I heard her singing it. A little bit, yes, sir. If you don't mind. Yes, sir, we got it. What's your name? Daniel. Huh. Yeah. How, how many times have you been in the lion's den then? Few. A few times. A few already, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I bless you, and the mouths of the lions will be stopped in Jesus' name. Holy, thank you, Daniel. Holy Ghost, so is it okay to pray for a few hands if they want to? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So, look at here. I really like helping folks. You can see I just enjoy the fire out of my life now. Used to, I did stress out a little, little bit about it because people just didn't like me because I was so aggressive and forward. Turns out that's the right way to be. Sure does get a lot of people healed. Sure does. So if you need healing, I don't, I'm not one of them that cares who prayed for you and when and how many times. I don't give a flip. I don't believe you're going to be in unbelief by letting me touch you because like I told you, my hands, just, it's just not perfect, but, it's, but it works. Sure does. Sure does work. And I done got myself enough of religion and you hurting, there ain't no reason for it. I gotta help you. You gotta let me help you because I can. I've been gifted and anointed and fit for war. I'm 72 and I like fighting hell. Feels good to me. So if you need help, I ain't interested in your five minute story about how awful your life is. I don't even care. Which I do care. You know I do care. But doggone you, if you, you understand if you get to do this every day, how many stories you have to listen to? It ain't any of them creative. They're all the same. Only thing changes is the name of the poison. So if you don't mind, let's just trust God and you just step right on down here. So y'all going, uh, how y'all normally do stuff? Does it matter? Okay. Come on, come on down here and we will, um, we will do something that looks important. <laughs> you know, I really do have a rhyme and a reason. You understand that? I'm really good at my job. But I like to give people the advantage where they think they got the upper hand. And the whole time they're being manipulated. Because <laughs> I do care. I don't want you hurting. I don't want you losing and I don't want you lost. I don't like it. Because my life is so awesome. It really is. I just don't want you to be hurt no more. That's all. I beat you. I'm eight to one. Ain't <laughs> you awesome? I bless you, sir. Yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. So what we're going to do is we're going to they doing whatever they gonna do, I don't know what. And I'm finna lose this microphone and the noise. I'm finna getting busy doing what I like to do the best. That's helping people. It's cause I can. It's the weirdest thing. 
Never knew I could until I started being able to do it. Then I figured it out. I'm what's called a son of Zion. <laughs> and I'm good at it. Because Jesus is king. So we're going to lay hands on a few peoples. Miss Hogan's a quiet one, but she's the noisy one in the Holy Ghost. I'm noisy because I like to look you right in the eyeballs. Because I'm not just not afraid. Never did know to be afraid. I figure it's going to work out somehow. Just takes a little bit of patience with that Holy Ghost in fire. Oh. Holy. 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 Oh.